When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, last thing I got to ask you, your boy uh, Ernest Jones last night being able to get a Super Bowl win. I mean, how, how neat is that? I mean, this guy, 22 years old, drafted in the third round. First year, he's a Super Bowl champ. I mean, there's guys like Randy Moss that go their entire career and they don't get a ring. And not just the fact that he gets a ring and also Kyle Markway as well. Congratulations yeah. to him. But Ernest balled out. Ernest balled out. Um, what is that like being able to see one of the guys that you played with, a buddy of yours, be able to ball out at the on the on the grandest of stages in football? It is oh, like it just give you a, a certain like a better I don't know if it's a better understanding, but a, a better experience to the game. Just seeing like him being out there trying to like, oh, like looking for what he gonna do, looking at him the whole time, really just following what he doing when he making a play. Like it just makes you way more excited just having somebody that you know that's on that field. But I don't, I don't really understand how he's gonna feel about that Super Bowl, but. He played his ass off. He deserved that one. What you mean you don't know how he's going to feel? I mean, we, we, we see – he's like, one of those guys. He's like – he, he yeah. seems like the dad in the group. Like, he was just that's always – That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. That's how – Uncle Earn. That's how – that's what he's called. Earn. Uncle Earn. Yeah. So, I don't understand. I don't know how he – because he, he ain't never really show emotion unless we was, like, like, going into a big game and stuff like that. Like, he was just always calm and collected just in his own. That, of course, a quick clip from Mike Yuva's exclusive sit-down with Cam Smith, and I'm joined now by Mike Yuva himself. I'm Wes Mitchell, of course. This is GC Live Wednesday episode of the show. we got plenty to get to, plenty to talk about, uh, but I wanted to start off with that, Mike. If, if folks want to go see the rest of your interview with Cam, they can do that on GamecockCentral.com. They can go to YouTube.com slash GamecockCentral. By now, you guys know how it works. It's on all of our social media platforms, so go check that out. But, uh, Mike, uh, appreciate you joining me again today. Chris, still taking a little bit of time off from the Gamecock Central side. Focused on some Garnet Trust uh, mm-hmm. ventures, if you will. But, uh, Mike, it, w- it was good, I'm sure, for you to be able to sit down with Cam. And and y'all talked about a number of topics from on the field, off the field, um, a new life as a father. And it's been fun to see Cam sort of grow into his own. I would say, uh, I believe he would agree, both on and off the field. Yeah, two parts about that. We'll, we'll hit on Cam specifically first, and then just I want to piggyback off what you just mentioned there about just Garnet Trust. I think the beautiful thing about Cam is that he is someone that when you talk about guys staying in state, everything that he says in this Garnet Trust interview is exactly what you want to hear from a fan's perspective. You want guys that truly want to be here. He wanted to stay here. And that's one of the things we get into because when you make that commitment to a school, I don't care if you're division one, two, three, NAIA, even JUCO, when you make a commitment to a school, coaches always tell you, make a commitment because you fell in love with the program and the university. You don't fall in love with a coach and don't fall in love specifically with the idea of just playing football there. Because if you get hurt, 
if a coach gets uh, you know an opportunity, he gets fired though, and this has been the case here with with Cam Smith and a lot of these guys at USC with Will Muschamp getting fired just uh, two seasons ago or a season ago. Cam wanted to be here. Cam expressed that love for South Carolina going back to his sophomore year of high school. So in this interview, you hear all that. You hear about like you mentioned before, just that. Uh, the 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 juggling of being a father and being a college student athlete and not just that too but taking that next step wanting to go play in the NFL that's obviously a dream he's had for such a long time but as we've seen over the years I mean we've seen it with Josh Van I mean it, it just changes your perspective because now instead of it just being you now you're doing it to provide directly to someone. That's not to say they're not trying to provide for their mother or their father, if they have a brother, sister, grandparents, or whatever the case may be. But you have someone that you are raising for the rest of your life. And I think with Cam, he has that extra motivation. So really, really a great interview from Cam. A lot of great perspective. And that second part I wanted to mention, Wes, and I know you'll agree with this, the beauty about these Garnet Trust interviews, these things that I'm really enjoying is these players are really opening up, really letting you be able to, to see what goes on in their life as a person and how they're kind of wired and how they're programmed. So if you're not a member of Garnet Trust, take a look at it. It's a great way to not only support uh, Gamecock student-athletes and really be a part of being a game-changer in this new era of NIL, but it's also allowing us to be able to do other events like we did a couple weeks ago with carry on Joiner, which was our first virtual event where you guys had an opportunity to ask him questions directly as well. So um, I, I think you would agree with me. This isn't trying to be like a, a pitch for Garnet Trust, but I think so far um, this 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 platform, this this new era of NIL that we're all living in, and we're a part of, obviously, now with Garnet Trust. I think it's gone better than we probably even expected. Yeah, it's been fun, man, just to get to, you know, it, it's one thing to hear from guys in press conference form when, uh, you know, there's a microphone passed around and there's uh, many, you know, used to at least have the gaggle form where, you know, mm-hmm. guys are sort of surrounded by media. But most of the time, these are in official capacity press conferences. And, the beauty of Garnet Trust is it has given us a window to actually maybe sit down. We keep using the word chat when we do these videos, but it is it's truly a chat just to to hopefully give the Gamecock fan out there a little bit better feel for uh, for what these kids are all about, not just on the field but off the field as well. And I, Mike, I had a chance on Friday to go to the zoo um, as part of a Garnet Trust event that was put on by um, our buddy E Doug, Eric Douglas, mm-hmm. a great dude, senior. Uh, center for South Carolina football and uh, just being around the, you know, there's 10, 11, 12 guys from the team that were there being around uh, kids from the boys and girls club here in Columbia at the zoo for, for an hour or two and uh, shout out to firehouse subs for helping us make that happen. Mm-hmm. But it, it was really cool, man, just to see the guys in their element, interacting with kids, goofing off. And uh, it, it's sort of a good reminder, I think for people, I, I would, I would, I would say go check out the video from Kendall. There was some really cool stuff where you can see the guys just doing what they do off the field, man. Yeah, and I had a chance actually to run into Eric Douglas. I tell you, I, I keep seeing all these student athletes. I actually saw, I know we're going to talk about basketball in a little bit, saw James Reese and Jermaine Kuznard and, um, oh, goodness, who else did I run into at the grocery store the other night? Uh, Xavier Legat. I keep seeing all the student athletes. Out. Was, it, was it Publix on Rosewood? One was Publix, 
on uh, when was was that the one that's near? I'm, I should know this. I've only been here for you. Don't know you don't know the roads, Mike. Come on, Mike. Look, I'm, All right, I'm, Rosewood I'm, is near the stadium. Who, who actually knows roads anymore? Just put it everybody in your phone knows Rosewood, it. man. That's closest to the stadium or Gervais, which is where I know you know where the Vista is. Gervais, Gervais, Gervais is the one that I went to for um for uh public, but I went to uh Food Lion is where I saw Xavier Leggett, James Riso. Uh, Xavier was loading up on the liquids. I mean, he had every liquid that you can imagine other than alcohol. I mean, geez, that kid's going to be as hydrated as can be. I'm sure the athletic team's going to be excited about that and the nutritionist. But um, I say this because I saw Eric the other night, and um, that was one of the things I said, you know, how'd it go? He's like, man, I had so much fun. I had so much fun. So, you know, we've mentioned this before with NIL. I think there's a stigma that it's all about me, 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 me. There's so many opportunities now because of this this new world that we live in with NIL that it allows these student athletes to do things like this that they might have not been able to do before in the past. They might not be able to put their name attached. I mean, I think back to just this past June with Jabari Ellis holding a Juneteenth event for his community and being able to put his name attached to it and just the turnout they had. I mean, uh, Eric was there as well. A bunch of other former Gamecocks. Mike Williams came out, former Clemson Tiger, uh, Charger receiver now. I mean, I, I really just – there's a lot of stuff still gray area, um, West. and I know Chris and I have talked about this. I know you and I have talked about it. There's still gray area with NIL, but there's so many positive things that are come out coming out of it that I don't feel get discussed as much, such as some of these events like you mentioned with, with just Eric the other day. Yeah, man, no doubt. And uh, Eric and I, he, he was already like, hey, what what can we do next? So um, I, I think you're going to see guys, I, obviously, and they should. Obviously, they can benefit from it personally, which they 100% Absolutely. should do. But you're seeing guys say, hey, how, how can I use this to benefit my community as well, uh, benefit the less fortunate? And um, pretty cool stuff, by the way, little sneak preview uh Spencer Rattler through Fan Jolt. Uh, we're going to have some more details on that later on. Has an exclusive interview where he's doing the interviewing of, uh, of an NFL quarterback. And I, I don't believe he's announced what charity it's going to be yet. So I'll, I'll let him do that. But I, I do know the proceeds are going to go uh, 100% to a charity. So, you know, it's not like these guys are all just out there. They're not, first of all, they're not making, most of them aren't making millions of dollars anyway. They're making money to, take their girlfriend to dinner. You know, it's not, it's not like they're, they're freaking millionaires. And uh, two, there is a ton of good that is being done already and will continue to be done uh, via NIL. And it's been fun to, to play a role in that, to be a part of that. Uh, Before we get too much further, I want to talk about James Reese and that amazing shot he hit last night. Uh, Before we get too far, I do got to thank our buddy, Clint Hammond, clinthammond.com. 803-771-6933. 803-771-6933. Clint is the presenting sponsor of GC Live. He's a Gamecock. He's a Gamecock supporter and a Gamecock Central supporter. Again, NMLS number 71597. We tell you every single show. Email address chammond at mortgagenetwork.com. If you're in the market for a new home or maybe you just want to see about saving some money with a refinance, give Clint a shout. Again, 803-771-6933. Mike, the win last night. I mean. For for one, it's a huge win just because it avoids the the alternative, which yep. would have been an absolutely back breaking loss for South Carolina. I saw on the top of the Insiders Forum on Gamecock Central, you posted the final 
uh, stretch of, of games right I'm now. Up, I'm pulling that up right now as we speak. Cause oh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that and just, yeah, just yeah we, we'll get into that because something caught my attention, man. Every, every single one of those games is like losable and winnable, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll, but we'll get into that. But first of all, <laughs> let's talk about the shot itself. Shot heard around the world. How, dude, how, how great of a feeling did that have to have been? For James Reese, local, you know, you're talking about Cam being a local guy. James, a local guy, gets his chance to suit up in the Garnet and Black this year and then hits, the, I mean, the biggest shot of the year so far off of what was also an incredible pass, the inbound pass from Jermaine Kuznard. Uh, I mean, he, he looked like Spencer Rattler threading the needle um, at, at half court, but how must that have felt for James Reese, man? Well, not even just for James Reese, just for the com- the community of Gamecock fans. Even go back in regulation. Uh, I was on the phone with Marcus Lattimore in the final seconds of regulation, and Marcus is like, Mike, I got to go. I have to watch this game. So uh, it, to be able to get that excitement back, and I'm sure a lot of fans felt that way, and then you go into overtime and you see a local guy like Reese, a guy that played at AC Flora, a guy that dreamed of playing at South Carolina, finally have that opportunity this year. He's had some great games, but to be able to have that moment, that that's, that's one that's going to stay with him for the rest of his life. So I, I think more than anything, what we're seeing with this team is that that they're still they're still showing fight. They're not letting down. They're not going to listen to the outside noise. You know, Frank Martin said it just the other day. We put it up in a story on on Gamecock Central. How going into yesterday yesterday's game, it was, it's a six game season. Now it's a five game season, and they have to really just focus on that. They can't worry about the okay. It's a thirty game season. No, you have six opportunities left. We have to find a way to be able to get this win and just keep taking it day after day, just moving forward, as cliche as that sounds. And, you know, what you saw with them last night, they came out, and one of the things that they've been doing lately is they've been able to get guys like Jermaine Kuznard or Keyshawn Bryant to be able to really step up. Last time, it was Keyshawn. And when Keyshawn scores in double digits, South Carolina is now 7-1 on the year. When either him or Kuznard scores in double digits, the team now is 13-2 and two on the year. So I, I say all that because what we've seen over the last couple of games, those two guys in particular, sometimes it's both of them playing uh, well from an offensive standpoint. Some of them, some of the times it's only one of them. But if at least one of those guys, one of those guys hits in double digits, you have to feel good about your chances. And that's what happened last night. If Jermaine's able to bounce back and have a good game against LSU, if Keyshawn can keep that going and just the – positive momentum that you're able to get from winning a game on the road. I mean, South Carolina has won three out of their last four road games. I mean, you talk about from a resume building standpoint, I don't care who they're playing. I don't care if it's TikTok tech or this or that they're getting these wins on the road and that's going to help them in terms of building that resume. So look, I know it's still, uh, they still have a lot of work to do. If they want to make the NCAA tournament, they still have to do a lot. If they want to make just the NIT, but it's not out of the question quite yet. There's still hope. There's still hope, you know, like that scene from um, uh, Dumb and Dumber. You know, you tell me there's a chance. There's a chance, though, Wes. There's a chance. So you just got to hold on to it. And then bottom line is this. You have to win at home on Saturday. There's no question about it. If you're a fan, go out there, make a difference, be that sixth man. Uh, because as we've seen with this team, they've they've truly fed off the energy of the crowd. And if they can find a way to get a win against LSU, I mean, you you mentioned it. Like looking at some of these games, 
LSU six and six in conference play. Mississippi State's five and six in conference play. Alabama, yes, they're ranked top twenty in the top twenty-five now. They're six and six in conference play. Mizzou's four and eight, and that's before the Auburn game, which of course Auburn only has one conference loss this season, and that was against Arkansas. So when you look at that group, and this is why Frank is saying what he's saying, which is we're not in a great spot but we're not in a bad spot. We're in a good spot. They're kind of jumbled up a little bit in the standings in the SEC. And if they're able to go out there, you know, if they're able to win those four games in a row against those teams, obviously that will be tremendous. They can put themselves potentially in that top four spot, Um, five, top four, four, five. But I mean, even if you win three of those games going into Auburn, you give yourself a chance, but you know, one game at a time, Gamecock fans, I don't need to remind you that, one of the biggest things, and that's the word, hope. Hope is saying the exact word, and that is your name, hope. Gamecock fans, they, they always sense the hope, but they're just getting ready to get kicked right in the gut. Kicked right in the gut. Enjoy it. Enjoy just this this moment, okay? Big win last night. Enjoy it. And then go into Saturday and, and see what happens. You know, there, there was a little bit of backlash, Mike, about your article on Gamecock Central, and really just more about Frank's comments than anything, um, about people saying, well, South Carolina's not in, in a good spot. And, and and Frank, to his defense, said he didn't say they're in a, a great spot by mm-hmm. any means. And, uh, you know, I, I started thinking about it, and uh, here's the thing. what What is Frank supposed to say? You oh, know, we like talk, I, season's over, shoot, shut it down. He's not going to say, guys. Take my my whistle. I'm done. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Like, it's it's the job of a coach when a team's – maybe the team collectively, their head's getting a little bit too big to bring them back down to earth. It's the job for a coach when when maybe you're sitting there and you're a little bit of a long shot to win a game or, or you're struggling a little bit or you're a little bit of a long shot to make the tournament to build your guys up. And, uh, you know, I, I think the, the alternative is, is that Frank just goes in his press conference and says, you know what, they're going to fire me at the end of the year. There's no point in playing the rest of these games. We're not going to make the tournament. We don't even care anymore. That's not going to happen. It, is it still percentage-wise, is it a tough road the rest of the way? Of course, just because – Mike, I think all, almost all these – now, at Auburn, that's that's very, very, very difficult. But – you look at the one, two, three, four, next four games like you're talking about, they're probably all tight games, man. They're probably all games that could flip one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Probably very similar to the game we saw last night just in terms of it coming down the stretch with, with each team, with, with both teams having a chance to win. And uh, you know what? May, maybe it evens out. South Carolina splits them. Or, or maybe the ball bounces their way and they make things interesting down the stretch. And I – and look, I get it. I understand. People want to look at, okay, this has been 10 years, one tournament appearance. Okay, I get that. But what is Frank going to say? He can't look at it in that view. He has to look at it in a vacuum. And when you have the comment that he said about, okay, we're not in a great spot or we're not in a bad spot, but we're in a good spot. When you look at not just these next five games coming up, but even last night's game against Ole Miss, from a record standpoint, and in terms of where those teams are located in the SEC standings, South Carolina is right in the mix. 
South Carolina is right in the mix to be able to finish, like I said, potentially in that four, five, uh, six spot if they play well throughout the rest of the way. So four obviously is going to be a little bit tougher. But the point being is they still have an opportunity ahead of them. And if they're able to go out there and, and do what they did last night, they still have a chance to be able to get to where they want to get to. Now, that's why Frank is saying what he's saying. It's not impossible. It's not going to be the easiest road in the, in, 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 the, in, in the world because they put themselves in a difficult corner. But you go out there, you get a, a road win against a team that, you know, yeah, you should beat them. You should beat Ole Miss. But it's not easy to win on the road. And they were able to get a win. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day. Who really gives a crap? I don't care. People can say, oh, style points. Just freaking win. Freaking win. Go back and look at some of these games. South Carolina, they got their teeth kicked in in some of these losses. All right? It's a loss. It's a loss. Move forward. Just get a win now. Keep getting wins. Keep moving forward. So um, this Saturday, like we said, Wes, they have to be able to get a win here. They lose this game. Um you know, obviously those hopes are starting to disintegrate a little bit more. Does that mean they can't make it to the tournament or the NIT if they lose this week? No, but I mean, it's just, I can't see them being able to beat Auburn on the road. Um, and I could be dead wrong. And this could be a clip that they use in a video if they, if they end up upsetting them. But I, I just think that you have to be able to take care of business at home first and foremost and when you see some of those teams that are coming into town, coming in your building, you have an opportunity to beat them. you got to be able to capitalize on it because those road games are not going to be easy. Crowd at Colonial Life on Saturday. Um, Ooh. Do, do, do they do they show up? I mean, I, if, if I'm – I don't know what the answer is, Mike, but if I'm running the, bat, the men's basketball marketing – I'm trying to find a way to challenge these fans right now. I know there there's a big push for for Sunday, um, rightfully so. I, I saw Dawn Staley said they're about 1,500 seats away from a sellout. Going to be an amazing moment on Sunday for yep. the women's basketball team. Uh, ESPN College Game Day coming out. Um, been a long time since they've come out for for a women's basketball game, so it really historic day for them on Sunday. Um, Saturday for men's basketball, though, as you've just pointed out, is a massive day for this team. Many South Carolina fans are very casual when it comes to men's basketball. It's not quite the same as it is for football. I I hope for the guys, I hope for the the team that the fans, based off a little bit of that momentum maybe that they felt watching the game last night, that there'll be a little bit better crowd. And I, I certainly think the students will come out. The students tend to show up, especially for Saturday games when, you know, when they're off from, from class and stuff. But um, it, it'll be interesting to see if Frank has that support in the fans Saturday for what is now easily the biggest game of the season. The challenging thing is this, Wes. What's going on right around the corner? Baseball. Baseball is going to have their first Saturday game of the year. And even though they should be able to win that game, it's a 1230 game against UNC Greensboro. There's an excitement about baseball being back. And I think there's some fans who have already, um, they've, they've wrote off this, this basketball team. And I don't think regardless of what happens, you know, or happened the other night is going to change their opinion. 
um, until there's a possibility where you get down to that last game or two of the regular season where it's like, shoot, if we win this game, we're going to make the tournament. And, you know, those fans come back. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would hope I would hope that, you know, Gamecock fans are able to go out there, support a guy like, you know, James Reese, especially after seeing what he was able to do, a local kid at that. Um, and not just that, but it's going to be a tremendous, tremendous Saturday at Colonial Life Arena, recognizing two tremendous programs. You know, the last South Carolina basketball team to to win the ACC championship all the way back. I mean, shoot, you have to go back to what I believe is the 1970s. And then on top of that, you're also going to be celebrating the 1997 SEC championship team. So um, you're going to have a lot of people there. I believe Eddie Folger is supposed to be there in attendance as well. So if you needed an added reason to go there, that's going to help. And I think, shoot, from a player's standpoint, Frank talked about it before with, with you know, the added juice or it could have been um, one of the one of the guys on the basketball team. I think it was Frank, though, speaking about it. When the football players came out, there's certain things. He's like, you know, it gives you added juice. It gives you added energy. Um, I'm sure it's going to give them added energy knowing that you have some of the greatest programs in South Carolina history for basketball coming back and going to be in attendance. Um, it's going to be a tremendous weekend with, with Legends Week and kicking off on Friday night and those alum being able to go. And I, and I had a chance to go a couple of years ago, Wes. Those players have an opportunity to interact with those former players. And I'm sure some of the conversations will be like, hey, you know, you know, this is what we were able to do. This is what it means to us. It gives you that extra motivation. And I'm sure some of those players will be able to, to use that fuel to be able to, you know, take it to the court the next day. And um, it should be a should be a great game. Should be a great game against LSU. We will certainly have complete coverage of that on GamecockCentral.com. Um, I want to go back to uh, the Super Bowl and Ernest Jones and, and what that meant for him. But uh, first, going to tell everybody about our newest sponsor here. It is Liberty Tax right here in Columbia, South Carolina. Um, the tax team at Liberty Tax locations are in Irmo, Lexington, and on St. Andrews Road in Columbia. They're locally owned and operated. You can have virtual income tax preparation with a local tax professional or in-person in their office Um Open evenings and weekends this time of year. So uh, if, you, if you need to go get your taxes done, which I do, um, I think a lot of you probably still do. Uh, I know they, they tell you to do them early. Most people wait to the last minute. Go ahead, hit up the tax team at Liberty Tax Locations in Irmo, Lexington, and Columbia, South Carolina. They're going to take care of you. And I appreciate Larry for sponsoring. He is, he is the new sponsor of our chat line here on GC Live. What's up, Mike? I got to say something, Larry, if you're listening, I promise I'm not dodging you. Um, I actually have been awful with my messages, and I saw that Larry reached out to me the other day. So, Larry, I will get back to you. Uh, there's like two separate – I want to show this. I promise. I don't Actually, I don't know if there's anything on here that I shouldn't be showing. Um, but there's a separate call of message requests. So I saw Larry in there. So, Larry, I just saw it the other day. He was uh, said something nice about when he was listening to us last week, Wes. So, Larry, I'm not dodging you. I will get back to you um, later today. So I appreciate you re- reaching out, and we appreciate you being a sponsor for GC Live. Yeah, if, if you call 803-462-5576, you can get your taxes done by Larry and his team. And, uh, Mike, it sounds like you're, uh, you're putting off your taxes, man. So uh, y- you got to get on that, buddy. Shoot, it's going to be a crazy one, too, because, you know, in the past, it's always been, all right, one job. But now switched over to GC, which has been awesome. Probably one of the best decisions I've ever made in my life. Um, but we also got some of that Bojangles money we got we got to do. So, um, you know, could be could be worse. 
you know, but it's juggling like five different things. This whole adulting thing really sucks, Wes, you know? They, they don't, they don't prepare you for, uh, no. no, nobody's actually an adult is what I've learned. You know, when you're a kid, you see the adults and you're like, oh yeah, the adults seem to have it figured out. That's a bunch of BS. The adults are just faking it till they make it too. And, uh, <laughs> they're faking it until they retire. Basically like nobody truly has everything figured out. Um, but you just hope you can find, you can be around enough people who know enough about what they're doing, about their specialty. Yep. to get you through life and um luckily we got the tax team at liberty tax locations in columbia irmo and lexington to take care of those needs go check them out again um everybody on here has got to do taxes at some point well you you need to do taxes you well you don't, you don't you don't you don't have, have to you should you, you, should, you, Mike, you should if you don't you're probably gonna get a phone call from someone uh wes i, I did see patrick in the comment section, asked, you know, do we have confirmation of the legends that will be at the men's basketball game? We don't, and the reason being is um, there's some guys that, you know, from from my, my understanding, and this was at the shoot, I'm losing track of dates. I think this was on Monday, um, so I mean, it may have changed since then, but as of Monday, and the last that, that I've heard that as of yesterday, uh, there's no true confirmation about which players are going to be back just because there's some that are still up in the year. One guy that we know that unfortunately won't be able to be back part of that 1997 SEC championship team was BJ Mackey because he'll be coaching the game that day. So uh, he reached out, I think on social media to let fans know that he wished he could be there wishing not just the 1997 team and the, uh, the team from the seventies, that's also going to be recognized, but wishing uh, the Gamecocks good luck on Saturday against LSU. So if there's any updates, any confirmation on guys that will be there, we'll let you know. But um, Frank Martin does believe that Eddie Fogler will be there on um, on on Saturday. So if we get any more names, we'll post it to uh, Gamecock Central on the forum so you guys can get updated. Maybe we'll just kind of create a, a running list of names. And uh, if anyone else confirms, we'll add it to the list. But the last thing we want to do, kind of like what happened with Spurry, I don't know if we talked about this, Wes. I think some people were disappointed that they weren't aware that, you know, Steve Spurrier was going to be in attendance uh, last week when they recognized – um, when they, when they recognized coach, um, coach, uh, oh my goodness, this is, this is bad when they co- coach, I wanted to say Frank Beamer, cause I'm just so used to Frank Martin, Frank Beamer, um, when they were going to recognize Shane Beamer for his co-coach of the year award for first year coach of the year. The reason why that happened is because coach Spurrier wasn't hundred percent sure if he was going to be able to make it. So the university, instead of saying, okay, coach Spurrier is going to be able to make it. I mean, that would have just looked awful and let's call a spade a spade here. He doesn't show up after they announce that he's going to be there. The the jokes kind of just write themselves for some people. So probably not the best idea to put that out there. I'm sure a lot of people would have enjoyed being able to be there or they would have gone if they knew that was happening. Um, but nonetheless, a great experience and a great opportunity to see Coach Spurrier go out there. And I mean, that was awesome. The fans chanting Beamer, Beamer, and then Beamer turns around and says, you know, hey, you can thank that man because if it wasn't for him bringing me in about a decade ago, I wouldn't be standing here. So that was that was pretty neat to watch. Definitely, man. And um, it, here's the thing people got to also realize about the head ball coach is um, Spurrier's always done whatever he wants, when he wants for the most part. He's always sort of um, operated uh, at his own uh, – in his own way. Spurrier in retirement, now from what I understand, I mean, I, I – Let's just say it would probably be pretty on brand for Spurrier to be like, yeah, you know, I might, I might be there, I might not. Um, 
they probably didn't truly know until he walked into the building, uh, to be completely honest. And, and that's no shot at Spurrier. That's just kind of – that's just who he is. That's just how he is. Shoot, so, Jerry Spurrier was just walking around. She's like, hi, Mike, and I'm just like – Oh my God, Jerry's here. Because um, Jerry, and, and, and you weren't lying. I think it was you. I don't know how she's she's able to remember so many people's faces because I've only met her a couple of times. I mainly met her at that George Rogers event that um, that I emceed at last summer. And I got I was paired up with uh, Spurrier in the golf group. And you want to talk about four hours of golfing with Steve Spurrier. That was, uh, yeah, we'll just leave it at that. Everything that you could imagine and then some. A uh, lot of great stories, a lot of, well, you know, there's a lot of whelps in there. But uh, he, he's still got a pretty good uh, – Still got a pretty good chip. I'll give him that. He's pretty good on, the, on his approach shot. I I, I want to I, I hesitate whether we should go here, Mike, but I I, I want to go here. Let's let's go there. Let's do uh, it. There there's a there's a few of you out there. I don't I don't know if y'all are listening. I imagine some of you are listening to the show. There's a few of you that I got a bone to pick with because there's some people who are still downright vicious. Towards Steve Spurrier, Mike and people were booing listen, him. People were listen, booing him the other day. I, I, I was about to say, if you listen closely, yeah. there, there were some boos, and um, that's crap. I do like, have a response to that though, Wes. Oh, okay, there were uh, a lot of there were a lot of Kentucky fans there. I will say that there were some okay, kind of that, in the section, but I because. That's a great point. That's a great point. I do want to bring that up, and that's a different story for another day that there was more Kentucky fans there, or at least it felt that way with so much blue. But I just want to throw that out there. That is is a great point. I will say this. There are – whenever – if we rarely post something on the Gamecock Central Instagram, for example, and it's like – it's a photo of Spurrier, you – it's it's still a very mixed reaction of people that are still love Steve Spurrier, but there's some not just like I, I get there's a difference to me. There's a difference in like disappointment, like oh you know it didn't end the way we wanted type thing. I wish it had ended better. Blah blah blah. Versus like dropping f bomb. You know it's like the 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 level of hatred some people actually have is a little unhealthy for the guy who is has his name on the side of the stadium what? as the the all-time leading winningest coach. What can you equate it to? Is it kind of like a relationship? Like, all right, things didn't go well, you know, but, you know, there was not true hatred there, just didn't work out, or, you know, after a while it's like, hey, you know what? You, you pass by in the grocery store, you see someone, hey, how you doing? You know, or you just ignore them. Do you flip them the bird? You know, wh- where are we at? Is it is it kind of like that? It was a, it was maybe not the prettiest of of breakups, but we've got to a point now where it's like, hey, you know what? I'm happy for them. Or, or are we there yet with most people? Do you think some people are still, you know, upset? Some people are still upset. I just don't know what the percent is. There's always going to be a percent that's like you know, com- that will always be upset. But here's the thing about coaching. He it's the different in the, from a relationship in that there's always going to be a break. There's always going to be an end. You know, it never it never goes on forever. And even, I mean, how, how many guys can you look at that just walk away at the absolute peak 
of their career. It is so rare for a coach to walk away at the absolute top. And then what are people saying? Well, why are you leaving now? You're at the top. Why don't you stick around? You could have you could have stayed. So, you know, I, I think it's just a little bit it's a little bit disheartening to see. I mean, it, did, did it end well? Of course not. Would Spurrier have done things differently if he could at the end? Of course he would have. But it that that's the way it played out. That's life. It doesn't it doesn't mean that you hate the man. Just I don't know. It's wild to me. I think we'll get to it. Honestly, it's not the exact same. I think back from being a Red Sox fan with Bill Buckner with the ball going through his legs, and uh, coincidentally Mookie Wilson, uh, a former Gamecock, is the one that hit that ball. But it, it took people until the Red Sox winning that World Series in 04 to finally forgive him. Now, like I said, it's not the exact same, but my point being is South Carolina wins an SEC championship. Is all forgiven now? I mean, because you have to there, – there's no Shane Beamer at South Carolina if Steve Spurrier doesn't come here, you know? And the, the, the breakup, the breakup itself, I understand for some people it's going to mask the, the good that has happened. You talk about the wins – uh, you talk about, you know, I, I just brought up the fact that he brought Shane Beamer along and some of the tremendous players that they were able to recruit during the Spurrier era. I think if they win the SEC, I think those people that are still upset with Spurrier, I think there'll still be some because some people just like to complain for the sake of it. They just like yelling at the cloud. But I think there, I think there'll be a lot of people that'll be like, you know what? Okay. I'm good. So I think, I, I don't know. Is there anything else that could kind of fix that between now and if that, that were to happen? I, I, don't, I don't know. And I, I, it's maybe complicated a bit by the fact that he is an employee of the Florida Gators now as well. And I don't even know exactly what his role is there. He's some type of ambassador for Florida. Um, mm-hmm. So he's always in, um, he's always in the, the blue and orange, you know, so that, that maybe makes it, Staying a, a little bit as well. I don't know. But he's, st- he's still the head ball coach. Still brought you the three best seasons in program history. Yep. That's got to that's gotta outweigh the negative, in my opinion. But I'm, I'm a positive guy, so I, I look at the positive side anyway. But even if I wasn't a positive guy, I feel like three 11-win seasons. Mike, you, you weren't here yet, right? You weren't here for oh, the- I, was, I was still in college. And, I mean, shoot, I still remember. It was crazy around here. I remember one training camp. Because, I, I mean, it was one of those early games. I think it was a Thursday night game when North Carolina played South Carolina. And it was on, you know, in prime time. And um, that's when I really started getting into to watching South Carolina football. I mean, I'm not going to lie here and be like, oh, yeah, I grew up a big Gamecock fan. I'm not even a Gamecock fan. But I never grew up around, you know, South Carolina. I mean, college football just isn't as big up north. Um, but, I mean, shoot, that was a lot of fun to watch those those teams. I mean, as someone that, like I said, no connection to South Carolina beforehand. Watching guys like uh, Jadavian Clowney, watching the Connor Shaws, even going back a little bit before you know that game in particular that year, the Garcias, of course, Marcus Lattimore. Um, I mean, it was it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun to watch, and um, just from watching from afar, the buzz that you saw from Sandstorm and just the crowd, and I can't even imagine what that would be like to have that replicated again um, and be able to see it up close. So hopefully that will happen, but um, baby steps, baby steps. Before we get out of here, Mike, let's talk a bit about uh, the Super Bowl. We're, I mean, it's a few days past now, obviously, but 
you talked about it with Cam. Cam went into some detail there. Um, Ernest Jones, I, I didn't realize uh, he had a nickname, Uncle Ern, but it makes sense. It's very fitting. Ernest was probably one of the best, if not the best, spokesman for that team as far as being the guy that was always sort of speaking for the team to the media, kind of was the person who who I, I thought just always gave really thoughtful, um, honest answers, uh, you know, about the program. And he, he's, I would say, since I've been covering the team, he's probably one of my, my favorite guys just to hear him talk and, and give Absolutely. his thoughts. So you, you got to – you got to be happy for Ernest, man. And I, I did, I knew Ernest was a really good college football player. Those guys can go either way in the in the NFL as far as whether they're going to be successful or not. Sometimes it's about finding the the right fit. I think he found a great fit uh, with the Rams having mm-hmm. having that great defensive line in front of him to let him go make some plays. But uh, but give Ernest credit, man. Steps right in. Um, made a bunch of plays in the Super Bowl. Um, Mike, I'll say this in that Cam Smith interview, it even sounded like he had you almost like it had a southern drawl coming out of your mouth or something talking about Ernest. So um, I? I'm I'm a I'm a big Ernest fan for many reasons. Well, I guess, you know, shoot, it'll be uh seven years in the south between here and in Mississippi, I think, next month or um the end of the end of March. But um, no, I, I think I think one of the bigger things I took away from that Garnet Trust interview with Cam talking about Ernest Jones was the business like approach. That's one of the things that he took away from playing with with him at South Carolina is that he always approached everything from a business standpoint and that, you know, you couldn't get too high. You couldn't get too low, like all the little cliche things you hear all the time. But it's the God's honest truth. And I think with Cam, obviously, he's he's gone through a lot in his life, you know, between, you know, uh, losing a sister and then having a, da- a daughter just this past year. There's a lot that he's gone through in his life that has forced him to, to grow up probably faster than a lot of kids his age, or I should say young men um, his age. But I think more than anything, when you do want to play at that next level, having those role models around you and a guy like Ernest Jones, I think is absolutely tremendous. Um, I do think though, I mean, I'd be lying to you. If I go back, I'm trying to think exactly when I said if it was at Watch Fox or on the Watch Fox podcast I used to do. I didn't think that Ernest was going to be someone to, to make an impact on the field right away other than special teams, even though he was drafted in the third round. But you see the work ethic that we saw when he was at South Carolina. It doesn't surprise you. And once he was able to get on the field, he was able to make an impact, and he had one of the best Super Bowl performances that I can remember um, from a from a rookie linebacker. Um in quite some time. I mean, he was all over the freaking field, seven tackles. I mean, he was tremendous. I mean, outside of Aaron Donald, I mean, if you had to pick who was the best defensive player on the field that night, you'd probably say Ernest Jones and just what he was able to do. So um, I, I think the, the question now is where does Ernest go from here? I think he's a guy that could easily, um, you know, become one of those captains on the field. I mean, obviously uh, you already have Aaron Donald on the defensive side. So I don't know how they divide up their, 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 their captain, C's on their on their chest you know some teams like to have one on offense defense special teams and then there's kind of a floater between that other one but um, he definitely earned that respect I think from not just his teammates but from across the league the other night and uh, it's just scary to think that he's only freaking 22 years old he's only 22 years old and this is only the beginning because you know he's only going to get smarter He's only going to get faster. He's only going to get bigger from having that year under his belt. So uh, very excited to see where it goes moving forward, regardless 
of whatever, you know, all this uh, rumbling that's going on with Sean McVay and what he's going to do with his future with the Rams. I think uh, Ernest Jones is uh, on his way to having a very, very, very successful NFL career. Yeah, and I, I'll be honest, man. When when words started coming out, uh, rumors came out. Ernest Jones leaving early, not sticking around. He's headed. Actually, I had somebody message me and say he he just told the team he's heading to Miami to start training. I was like, I don't, I don't know about that, Ernest. I, I was a little bit skeptical if it was time. I thought maybe one more year. Yeah. And um, but he, he goes, he gets drafted. Um, a little bit higher than I, frankly, personally expected. Yeah. And now he wins <laughs> wins a title in year one, has found a great situation. It's so important to find a good situation, too, man. That's what it's about. Yeah, found a great situation there. So we, we're, we're certainly happy for Ernest. Um, shout out Kyle Markway, who spent a ton of time on the Rams uh, practice squad this year. Uh, shout out Joey Blake, by the way, who is the nutritionist with the Rams. He actually was South, South Carolina's nutritionist before – he uh, took that job with the Rams, so little connection there as well. Uh, did you see, by the way, uh, Jacob August, uh, yeah. former Gamecock yeah. tight end, he posted it on his Snapchat, his Snapchat, the picture where he was uh, he was FaceTiming Markway yeah. while he was on the on the field celebrating. And I haven't talked to Jacob about that because Markway shared everything, and, and I do want to bring something up about Kyle Markway I thought was neat. Uh, I know this is probably not the best way to show stuff, but – you know, him holding up the, the Vince Lombardi trophy in the locker room. I, I think it just speaks volumes. And I'm seeing some of the comments, whether it be Jacob August, whether it be Hayden Hurst, just the fraternity that that tight end room had. And they were able to bond tremendously. And this is something I think, look, okay, Mark Way wasn't active on the field that night, but he's still a big part. He's still going to practice each day. He's still working his tail off. This is what he posted, if you haven't seen it yet. I think it just speaks volumes. You know, he's only been in the NFL two years. Okay. Two years. Just keep that in mind. Two years. He he posts this out. He's like, you know, my first two years in the NFL show a side of the business. Many people don't see undrafted free agent, four different teams cut and signed, cut and signed 12 different times. Think about that. Cut and signed 12 different times, five tryouts living in and out of hotel rooms, and then he becomes a Super Bowl champ. So the journey, of course, you talk about a guy like Ernest Jones, and his journey is still remarkable too. That's not to downplay anything that Ernest did and has done in his life to get to that point. But a guy like Kyle Markway too, I mean, this is very, very special because it's not just, oh, you know, he's part of uh, getting a ring. In it. No, he's been working his tail off. I mean, that, that the that's the pinnacle of playing football. That's the pinnacle in, in a lot of ways to, for, for playing professional sports. You know, that is the Mecca being able to host that voice, uh, hoist that Vince Lombardi trophy. And for a guy that got cut and signed 12 different times living out of the hotel room. I mean, this is the side of the business that people don't think about and it can trickle down to obviously college as well. I mean, shoot, I've had the conversation with, with guys like Dan Mullen, you know, from a coaching standpoint, when they're grad assistants living with five other guys, five other coaches, you know, on basically air mattresses and mattresses just on the ground uh, and living out of their duffel bags and trying to just make a, a living, you know, they can find the cheapest slice of pizza, or the dollar draft beer night, every, they can go out in places. So um, I always like being able to see stories like this come out because I don't think people truly understand how difficult it is 
uh, for some of these players just to make it on a team. So the fact that M- Mark Way was able to be part of Super Bowl team is just impressive alone. But then obviously you look at Ernest Jones to be able to do it in year one. I mean, the percent of that actually happening for someone, I was not good at math by any means. It took me four years to pass elementary functions in college, but it's probably like 0.0000 the way he played out. So um, great night for both those guys and a great night for Gamecock football as well. Yeah, certainly happy for Kyle Markway, man. Great dude by all accounts. Incredibly hard worker. And uh, ho- hopefully he can find somewhere he can stick a couple of years and not have to yeah. um, just stead- – stead- I-, I know I know you'll, you'll do pretty much anything to be in the NFL, but at some point the just constant moving and, and living in hotels, like you said, and uh, being in different cities, that's no life to live, man. So hopefully he can find – at least a couple of years where he can settle in somewhere. We'll certainly bonus be checks that nice. for him. That bonus check will be nice. It'll be very nice, a bonus man. check. He maybe maybe we can get Kyle Markway on GC Live. He'd be a good guest. Oh, we can. I can reach out to Jacob. We can make that happen. I think that'd be good, man. I think that'd be good. Uh, Mike, good stuff as always, man. What do we got on Gamecock Central coming up? Well, coming up on Gamecock Central, we have some more Garnet Trust interviews. They'll be coming out next week, and we also – have that announcement of the announcement that I had last week, you know, kind of like uh, making an announcement that there'll be an announcement coming up. Um, very, very excited for that. And I, and I was texting you about it a little bit earlier today. It will be something that will benefit Gamecock Central subscribers. So um, if you're on here today and you're not a GC subscriber, that's all right. I think we have until what, Wes, March 3rd to sign up? What's the, what's the deadline for the yeah. uh, this this may uh, this may be going away this weekend. Weekend? Oh shoot! Okay. Well, don't listen to me. What do I know? Um, sign up right now, guys. GamecockCentral.com. One year, one dollar. It's going away soon. Mm. Could be going away as soon as this weekend, from what I hear. So mm. go check it out. GamecockCentral.com. Right there on the front page, you'll see the join button, and uh, then you can come out, hang out with me and Mikey on the Insiders Forum. Maybe they'll be able to join you in that uh, special workout group that you have over at uh, Move Fitness. I see. I'll tell you what. So Wes is part. I don't even know what the name of the actual like thing that you do there. It's like uh, in tri- the, tribe classes. Tribe classes. Yes, Move Tribe yeah. classes. So I'm doing my own thing working out. Wes is over here looking like he's training for the NFL Combine. He's got the ladder, the speed ladder. He's doing the quick feet, the icky shuffle. You know, he's tossing the medicine ball around there. I mean, tell you what, Wes, you know, it's a good workout, man. I'm a big river season guy. Getting ready for river season, trying to get the river season body right, feeling good. Wes is not, Wes doesn't care about river season. Wes is getting ready for the NFL combine. I mean, (laughs) I have no, no idea what that 40 time would be, but he, he was moving. He was moving in there, man. You were getting after it. Hey, Mike, you're going to have to, you're going to have to join me for a class one day. Oh, I can do it. Let's do it. I'm okay. feeling good. 2K, 2K Tuesdays are back. Let's do it. There it is. Next Tuesday, Mike. What, what, there will be no video, though. No video no allowed. Video. No, no. Private, private workouts. If anyone's no. a member of Move Fitness now, they're going to just show up and just watch us, so I can't control anyone else with a video camera. You're going to have to beat oh, them God. up or bring your own security guard. Maybe you can get Eric Douglas to be your, your personal security There you guard. go. There you go. NIL deal there. There we go, um, yeah. All right, Mikey, good stuff as always, man. I'm going to let everybody get out of here. We're going to get back to work on some Gamecock Central content. Be on the lookout. Go watch the video with Cam Smith, but uh, be on the lookout for more. We're going to be rolling out some more Garnet Trust uh, videos very soon. 
Andrew Eister as well. If you missed that interview, want a baseball taste. Colin Taylor just did that one yesterday. So you have two guard of trust interviews just these these past two days. And we'll be doing much more with those two guys, if I'm not mistaken, Wes, correct? Yes, I, I'm sure we will be. And uh, plenty of stuff com- coming from Colin Taylor on the baseball side leading into opening weekend this week. Uh, probably will try to get Colin on the show uh, tomorrow or Friday to give a little final baseball preview. So lots going on. Not much on the football side, but plenty going on. Men's basketball. Don't say that. Baseball. Don't say that. You know, as soon as you say I that. Did, I know I jinxed it. I'm going to look I need, at my I phone. Need it, be like, I need, uh, we, need, we need some news, man. We need some breaking news. We need something to happen. It's been different. I mean, shoot, November, December, January. I mean, it seemed like every two minutes. You it was nonstop. Down, there was a welcome home or this or that. But, yeah, hopefully it's. It's slowed down. Um, when you see something pop up in an hour, you can blame me. You know what's crazy? Two months two months from today is the spring football game. Yeah. <laughs> One month from today, spring football will start. And you're getting ready for that. Maybe maybe Wes Mitchell, maybe that's what it is. Wes is getting ready to, to try out for the team. I don't know if those tryouts have already happened, but the walk-on. Hey, we need, we need to do – we're going to put you on this. We need to do a tryout embed where you just go and, and you sort of give the fans – a taste of what it's like at a South Carolina football tryout. Are you, are you down for this? The issue is, you know, what's going to happen. I'm going to do every, I don't want to look like an idiot. I'm going to look like, cause all my college teammates will bust my, my chops. If I go out there and I look like a moron. So I gotta, I gotta push myself, but I don't want to look like an absolute tool doing this at a million. You look like a try hard, right? You look what a if little... I, what if I actually had a pretty good trial and I was able to walk on the team. <laughs> <laughs> you pick somebody off. <laughs> Yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that SEC. Call. Oh, good. Yeah, I, I pick off Spencer Rattler. You imagine the message boards? How the hell do you let friggin' Mike Yuba pick him off? You know he's done. <laughs> your tw- hey, your Twitter follower account would go up even more if you picked off Spencer, man. Like that I'd would get, be- ma- I'd get probably death threats saying, "Get the hell out of South Carolina! Delete that video! Yeah, what are get, you doing? Get, get this man off the field!" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right, guys. Mike, we appreciate it. Everybody who jo- uh, everybody who watched, everybody in the chat, everybody who listened, appreciate it as always. Uh, like, review, subscribe, click all the buttons, all that stuff. For Mike, I'm Wes. We'll see you soon.